Today on Locked On A's, we have another special guest host for you guys. It is Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates. You've heard him on the show before when we did our crossover heading into the lockout. He's a, a great host. We enjoy having him here at Locked On. And uh, also, I just wanted to throw this in before he does his intro, that uh, there is new music for season three of Locked On A's. I just uh, completed it. Hopefully you guys enjoy. So when he sends it to the music, I didn't want you guys to be, you know, uh, uh, weirded out by it. There's new music. It's my new music, not his. There you go. Uh, Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I hope you all are having a phenomenal Thursday, December 30th. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. Hope you all are having, again, a phenomenal Thursday. And also, shout out to um, our Locked On A's listeners today. Of course, I did say there was a little bit of a surprise here for everything that was going on today. And, of course, your Locked On A's host, Jason Burke, did just welcome his first child into the world a few days ago. So congratulations to Jason and everything on that. So I will be guest hosting his podcast today and possibly tomorrow and heading into next week. Of course, ironically... Um, he named his son after me, of course, which is a complete joke, but his, uh, welcome Ethan Burke into the world with open arms. I am here for Jason to talk about the pirates and talk about the A's a little bit here for the next couple of days. So hopefully y'all are ready for that. But on today's episode, we of course are going to be talking about a couple things, which pirates and A's players are poised for a breakout in 2022 Intrigue about the Oakland Athletics and what has always intrigued me about the squad and who are my favorite A's players across all of history. With all of that said, make sure you head to the first listen hashtag all the time on Locked on A's and Locked on Pirates. You can listen every day wherever you find your podcast on Apple, uh, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. And of course on YouTube, we're trying to get to 100 subscribers before two days left, guys. But you can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Pirates. And with all that said, you know when the music plays, it's time to have fun. So here we go. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Awesome, everybody. And again, welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast today on Thursday, December 30th. We have two, yes, two more days left here in the uh, year 2021, guys. So hopefully you're getting all of your New Year's resolutions figured out heading into 2022. And there's going to be a lot of players in the Pirates and the A's organization that are going to be trying to find some New Year's resolutions to become some better baseball players heading into next season. Of course, as always, you have to keep in mind the CBA is kind of, you know, messing with things a little bit at the current moment. So we'll see if we get the entire full season that we are supposed to be getting heading into 2022. But which Pirates and A's player are poised? Uh, I said is poised. If you guys didn't notice on YouTube, uh, it says is poised at the bottom, but it should be are poised for a breakout in 2022. But of course, I am going to start with the Pittsburgh Pirates here. And there is a plethora of breakout candidates on both of these squads. The Pirates maybe a little bit more so, uh, with the A's, of course, having a ton of guys that are already known commodities and already kind of have the idea of, you know, you have Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, those kind of guys right now. You're still working with that kind of deal. Ramon Liriano, Sean Manaya. They have a lot of given talent. 
for the Pirates, uh, more rather, though, a lot of their talent is still prospect pool. A lot of their prospects are still very young. A lot of their be better players that we're expecting to be better players over the next couple of years are still very young. So which Pirates player is poised for a breakout in 2022? Well, depending on how things work and how they operate in terms of picking the prospects up, Rowenzi Contreras and O'Neill Cruz have to be in that conversation. I think they had their breakouts a little bit at the minor league level this year in 2021, but we saw what they could do a little bit when they came up on that final weekend of the 2021 season, and I think both of those guys are clear-cut uh, breakout 2022 candidates for the Pittsburgh Pirates. One, because I think Rowenzi Contreras will be up here quicker than O'Neill Cruz. I think he will be in the rotation faster. I think things will probably end up working out very well for him to be in the rotation probably by midseason, depending on how patient they want to be with him and make sure that everything is going well on that front. And also, O'Neill Cruz, he does have a lot of different guys that he is fighting against at the current moment. So, Realistically, there's going to be a lot going on there also uh, for O'Neill Cruz. But if we're going to name people outside of that for the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, Diego Castillo is another guy that you could definitely look at, especially if we get a full spring training to potentially win a spot on this 26-man uh, roster in the middle infield. There's a real shot that that happens. There's a real shot that you see him get some playing time this year. And I think just because of the amount of names that you see in the middle infield, there's a real chance that it could happen. And there's a real chance it can't. And why is because he may be overshadowed by a lot of the guys that have already been here, like a Kevin Newman, like a Cole Tucker, like a Michael Chavis or a Hoy Park or Dolfo Castro. And remember, we talked about all these guys uh, at length over the last couple of weeks. Um, but also, the other thing that you have to keep in mind as well when looking into breakouts is that doesn't necessarily mean that Diego Castillo is going to break out into an all-star player, right? There's a chance that he breaks out and becomes a solid player now and then continues his breakout through the rest of the year and through 2023. There's a real chance that that happens. Um, so that's my three guys that I would put on the list for um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Rowenzi Contreras, O'Neill Cruz, and um, Diego Castillo. I think those three guys are definitely integral parts of what this team is trying to do in the future. I think all of them are going to make very positive impacts on this team. I think they're going to make things work, and I think Heading into 2022, they're probably the top three names that you can really watch um, in terms of prospect talent that have a chance to break out. Now, heading to the A side of things, realistically, um, one of the guys that's always been on my list of breakout candidates throughout all of baseball, and I think another guy that a lot of A's fans, of course, are familiar with and should be familiar with heading into 2022, is A.J. Puck. Now, in 2021, A.J. Puck didn't have the greatest year, 6.08 ERA over 12 games. In 2019, he was a little bit better with a 3.18 over 10 games. So he's a career 4.74 guy, but again, still a very young player, still figuring out his craft, still figuring out all that stuff. He's only 26. He was also a guy that whenever the Pirates were considering trading Adam Frazier, he was a guy I thought the Pirates might try to trade for and getting Adam Frazier. Um, of course, they ended up trading him elsewhere to the San Diego Padres and getting a completely different deal than I thought. Um, but A.J. Puck, I think, has a very strong chance of being that guy heading into 2022. Of course, you look at the Oakland Athletics rotation, and it's already um, a very, I wouldn't say loaded 
but it's definitely a very good rotation in terms of Chris Bassett, Sean Manaya. You have those guys there. Um, uh, who else? You have Brent Honeywell, who they just picked up from the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, and then you have a very good bullpen as well that could help a guy like A.J. Puck, who is trying to break out, really figure out everything that he needs to figure out. And from the Pirate standpoint of things, it's hard to see pitchers in our system break out because it doesn't happen very often. So seeing a pitcher break out for the Oakland Athletics would also be really nice, especially with everything going on in terms of them potentially leaving Oakland, all that stuff that's been going on over the last couple of months. Um, But I do think A.J. Puck has the biggest shot of a real big breakout in 2022, and maybe he keeps the A's uh, competitive in the American League West, and that's something I would love to see. I want to see the American League West be very competitive this year, and I think with the moves that have been made, um, for the most part, I think the A's are still going to be a competitive baseball team, and A.J. Puck is going to be a part of that. And then you look at the Rangers spending money, you look at the Mariners spending a little bit of money as well, you look at the Angels, who hopefully will get Mike Trout and Shohei Otani back healthy and playing together, and then of course the Houston Astros are still probably the best team in that division, but still have some things to figure out. So AJ Puck, Rowenzi Contreras, Diego Castillo, O'Neill Cruz, those are some guys that Pirates fans and A's fans should be looking forward to heading into 2022. And before we get into the rest of today's podcast, I want to let you guys know about the wonderful people over at Built Bar. Built Bar, of course, is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And, you know, can't ever go wrong with a Built Bar right now. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you eat uh, include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes good, you'll want to eat it, and unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy, it does not taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this isn't worth it, so where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, and most contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar and net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a standard candy bar, standard candy bars usually have around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of net carbs. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Make sure you go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order when you invest in the best protein bars on the market. Now, as we continue with this kind of locked on A's, locked on Pirates crossover, despite, of course, Jason not being here, uh, we continue with what has always intrigued me about the Oakland Athletics. Well, one, the jerseys. I think the Oakland Athletics, across all of baseball and maybe even professional sports, have some of the most noteworthy jerseys that you can find. The white on green is always beautiful. I love the yellow jerseys. I love the green on white jerseys. I love the green on yellow jerseys that they've worn before. Their throwback jerseys are absolutely phenomenal. And the Oakland Athletics, too, a lot like the Pittsburgh Pirates, are not a big spending team. They're not a team that's going to spend a lot of money. They're not a team that's going to uh, be a big spender. But they always find a way, and this is something I wish the Pirates could figure out, they always find a way to win games. They still find a way to be competitive. The Oakland A's have been in the playoffs for the last couple of years, minus last year, and albeit they haven't had a ton of success in the postseason, I always find myself 
rooting for the Oakland A's in the American League if they're there. I uh, usually root for the Oakland A's in the American League. The Toronto Blue Jays are another team that I really am fond of when it comes to those teams. And, I mean, Cleveland is in close proximity to Pittsburgh, but I don't really root for the Indians or the Guardians, sorry. Um... That much, just because I can't really justify myself rooting for a Cleveland team after what they did to the Steelers in the wild card last year and over the past, like, you know, 75 years or whenever they played. Um, but it's always the A's. They always uh, intrigue me just because their talent pool is always there, which we'll talk about some of my favorite players across uh, Oakland Athletics history uh, in the final part of this episode. And, I mean, they always, again, they find a way to be competitive. And this year, they they didn't find the way to be competitive. But, realistically, you look across time for them, and they've had just phenomenal success with lower payrolls. And that's what you always want to see from these lower teams is build their prospect pool up, build, for a, uh, build through a lower payroll, and just have a lot of fun with it, and then watch a good baseball team play. As a Pirates fan, I only saw that for three years, and I'm 23 years old. I've only seen them be competitive for three years, and that was the three years they made the playoffs in 2013 through 2015. Meanwhile, the Oakland Athletics, as I said, and it's a great thing for Jason because Jason does a phenomenal job talking about this team. He does a phenomenal job rooting for this team. It's just unfortunate because, realistically, the Pirates have to watch um, 100 lost teams go out there while the Oakland Athletics sometimes they're on the cusp of 100 wins. And that's what's always intrigued me. And, of course, you look at the movie Moneyball. You look at all the things the A's have in terms of pop culture and all those other things as well. And it always goes back to that A on the chest, that A on the hat. And it's a just a notorious, like, logo. It is. And there's a lot of history behind it as well. The Oakland Athletics always intrigue me. I think they're going to continue to intrigue me. And seeing what they do in this offseason, if the CBA allows them to make any more moves this offseason, that intrigues me as well. I want to see what they pull out of the hat. I want to see if Matt Chapman and Matt Olson end up staying. Uh, Ramon Liriano actually liked one of my tweets a couple years ago whenever he made a ridiculous play in center field. Ramon Liriano is one of my favorite players. I'd love to see him in a Pirates jersey, but I know Oakland Athletics fans like him a lot, and I know he likes the Oakland Athletics, so he'll probably be there for a minute. And that's really where my intrigue about the Oakland A's comes from, for the most part, is I just like their the way they manage their team, for the most part. And I do eventually hope that they do stay in Oakland. And before we get into the final part of today's episode, I do want to let you guys know about the wonderful people over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus on that 50% match. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and USC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Now, for the final part of our episode today, which, of course, with it being the offseason, the episodes are a little bit shorter here on my end. I'm not sure if Jason is still doing the 30-minute format, but I'm kind of doing a little bit smaller format uh, for you guys just to make sure that we get some things out for you and get some fun topics going. And who are my favorite A's players across history? Well, (laughs) there's a couple of them. Um, Of course, you have... 
Reggie Jackson, one of the best to ever do it. Can't ever doubt him. Can't ever be mad about it. You know, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, one of the best players to ever do it. I actually played with a kid. His name was actually Reggie Jackson um, when I was in Little League Baseball, and he wore his number and everything. Of course, I'm a big Los Angeles Clippers fan, as Jason may let you know in the future. So we have our own Reggie Jackson as well. But Reggie Jackson, he was just a polarizing figure, a guy who you go back and watch him play, and He's just phenomenal. I mean, he's ridiculous. He's a phenomenal player, phenomenal guy to be around. And, of course, his uh, nickname, Mr. October, is something that no other guy is really ever going to take from him. No other player is ever going to be Mr. October again, I don't think. I mean, you've had moments in the World Series. You've had moments in October where they're like, oh, he's channeling Mr. October. Well, yeah, that's why he's channeling him. He isn't Mr. October. And Reggie Jackson, easily my favorite A's player of all time. A guy that was also ridiculous and has a phenomenal card in MLB 21, the show. Ricky Henderson, of course, the base-stealing legend. Ricky Henderson was impossible to throw out on the base pass. He was just ridiculous. Um, Of course, he ended up going to the Seattle Mariners at some of his time as well. Big number 24. I mean, watching him run, like watching videos of seeing him run, I mean, I'm a Pirates fan, and I don't even think Roberto Clemente could throw out Ricky Henderson if he started on first. The ball was hit to right field, and Clemente had an easy throw. I don't even know if he could throw out Ricky Henderson at third base. It's tough. I mean, you look at go just go look up videos of Ricky Henderson stealing bases, and it's probably the most crazy thing you'll watch all day. It's ridiculous. Ricky Henderson, crazy player, just a ridiculous guy, and... I mean, I don't think you're ever going to see another base dealer ever be as good as he was. And not only was he a base dealer, but he was a pretty very good player elsewhere as well. I mean, the guy won an MVP, 10-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, Gold Glove champion, three-time Silver Slugger, ALCS MVP. And you look at his career stats, he batted a career 279 419 slugging, 401 on base percentage, 820 OPS. That's nuts. That's ridiculous. So I'd say he's number two. I mean, a lot of these guys, of course, are some of the best ace players of all time. And Coco Crisp always has to be on there. Just loved his name. Just will never not get over the name Coco Crisp. I think it was just the best baseball name ever. Um, Dennis Eckersley, another guy that I've watched uh, videos on and really enjoyed watching play. Uh, Barry Zito was another guy that I was always kind of fond of after he left the Chicago Cubs to go to the Oakland A's. Uh, Lefty Grove, of course, you look at him. Um, There's a lot of guys. Josh Donaldson before he went to the Toronto Blue Jays, another fun guy that was uh, playing there for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, You literally had home run Baker, um, Chris Davis, or as I like to call him, Crush Davis, who I actually wanted to be a Pittsburgh Pirate before he kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, Never forget Yoenna Cespedes being there, and now Matt Chapman, Matt Olson being the big players that they are as well. The A's have a ton of really great players across their history. I mean, Terry Steinbach, Miguel Tejada, Eric Chavez, Rolly Fingers, Catfish Hunter, Vita Blue. Um, Of course, if you want to say it, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, um, Jason Giambi. I mean, they have just a really, really big slew of guys that are just likable players. Now, I didn't name one that was not very likable anymore, um, but we won't get into that. 
Um, but again, I think my top three would probably just based on what I've seen and how I've watched this uh, transpire over time with the videos I've seen. Ricky Henderson has to be up there. Reggie Jackson has to be up there. And Coco uh, Crisp has to be up there. I always find myself gravitating towards outfielders as my favorite players. Um, I never really played the outfield when I played baseball on my own, but I always find myself doing that. And that's realistically why I like those players. And Ramon Liriano, he's one of my favorite players in baseball right now. Um, and realistically, Pirates have a really good outfielder right now, Brian Reynolds, that I hope gets his due and gets a winning baseball team like the Oakland Athletics have seen in the last couple of years. I think Brian Reynolds definitely has the chance to be a Matt Chapman, Matt Olson type player. And realistically, that's where we will leave it off today, guys. So thank you all for tuning in today on Thursday, December 30th. Hopefully you all have a phenomenal rest of your evening of course locked on ace people you can follow me on twitter at mvp underscore ethan but don't forget to follow jason on all of his social media locked on pirates family you already know follow me on locked on pirates follow me at mvp underscore ethan and guys thank you so much for tuning in see you again tomorrow locked on ace and locked on pirates nation see you on the flip side <laughs>